Welcome to the Longevity Lab Podcast. I am your host, JT Bugis, and today we're going to be discussing gut health, so all the ins and outs of optimal gut health, but the real trick that we're going to go over today is that it's much more simple than you think. So I want to ask you guys before we start the show, if you do end up finding this show valuable, please do me a favor, rate the show on whatever platform you're on, Spotify, iTunes, doesn't matter share the show on your social media screenshot that bad boy tag me my instagram handle is in the show notes but i would love to get this out to help more people and so if you do find it valuable please do me that favor and we can grow the show and get some people some help that they definitely definitely need so let's jump into gut health now i'm gonna make gut health as simple as i possibly can number one because it is so dang complex I don't understand every little piece of it. Nobody does. But also, because here at Longevity Lab, we're about making things simple, efficient, effective. So I'm not going to inundate you with all the ins and the outs, some of which, again, I don't even know because it's that complex, in order to try and just understand the basic daily activities that we need to do in order to have really good gut health. So... Let's understand, number one, that this is a super-duper complex topic. We are talking about trillions of bacteria in our gut. But with a few really simple things, we can improve this dramatically. And so these tips do, can help everyone and anyone. But if you have a legitimate illness or disease that affects your gut health, something like IBS or SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, those may and likely do require further help than what this podcast is, pro- is going to provide. So this is general advice for generally good gut health. But again, for most people, people without anything underlying, this is going to be super, super helpful. So when it comes to nutrition, there are just two things that we want to focus on when it comes to fantastic gut health. The first one, which is not the priority, but this part helps. The second one is actually going to be our big rock. But the first one is fermented foods. Fermented foods can help with the gut bacteria in our body. And so this is things like yogurt, kefir, kimchi, sauerkraut, miso. um, I believe tempeh falls in that. Kombucha falls in that. Um, But fermented foods, the way that they are grown, produced, fermented provides beneficial bacteria to our gut. And so this, again, it isn't the big rock. What's coming up next is going to be the big rock, but it can be helpful. And so I'll try and eat yogurt and kefir every single day because those are the those are the fermented foods that I just genuinely enjoy. But whatever it is that you do enjoy, try and sneak a, a couple servings a day into your, your nutrition. And if we can do that, we're going to be providing some good bacteria to our gut um, to help assist with gut health. And so that can be valuable. Again, it's not the biggest rock, but it is very valuable. Now, number two, this is the big rock. This is what, when we really boil down what good gut health is, it comes down to this one thing. And that one thing is fiber. We need to have lots of fiber in our diet for optimal gut health. Now, there are actually two types of fiber that we need to make sure that we're getting. So we have soluble 
and we have insoluble fiber. So soluble can actually be dissolved and digested and insoluble cannot. So soluble inside your gut is going to create a gel-like substance which helps to feed the gut bacteria and also improve your poops. Isn't that amazing? We all shy away from talking about it, at least some of us do, but we all want great poops. Let's be honest, that's one of the best parts of most people's day. So you want good poops, we gotta get lots of fiber. And we do want that soluble fiber because again, as it turns into a gel-like substance in your gut, it can actually both soften hard stool or give soft stool better shape and firmness. So for hard stool, it kind of fills in those cracks and softens it. And for soft stool, it actually provides that shape and firmness that it needs in order to come out easily. And so that's why soluble fiber can be so beneficial. It's because it's going to help transport your poop out of your body, which is really just eliminating waste that we don't need, which is why it is so healthy to have great bowel movements. Now, insoluble is rougher but this is actually a good thing because it helps stimulate your gut to push food and stool through your digestive tract more quickly. So that roughness is what actually stimulates the little fibers in your gut that respond to the presence of food and stool and then actually work it through the digestive tract. And it also, insoluble also because of that roughness, provides bulk to your poop, which often actually makes it easier to pass. So this helps us to eliminate waste more efficiently and more quickly. So we need both of these types of fiber for optimal health. Now the good thing is, is that there is quite a bit of overlap between the food sources that have soluble and insoluble. So really we just want to get a variety of different fibrous sources and for getting a variety of sources, chances are we're going to be covering both our, our soluble fiber and our insoluble fiber. So we don't need to get too hyper-specific about, I need to eat these certain foods for soluble fiber. I need to eat these certain foods for insoluble fiber. We just want to include a variety of these sources into our diet. And so now let's get into more some specifics because now you know that nutritionally, Good gut health comes down to number one, fiber. Again, we touched on that second, but it actually is the most important piece. And two, fermented foods. Both of these things are going to help us have much better gut health. So let's get into the specifics of what sources of food provide the best fiber and how much fiber do we need? So generally speaking, fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, oats, these are the things that are going to be really high sources of fiber. So fruits, all fruits are going to have fiber. Some are higher than others. So some, some ones on the higher end of that spectrum are going to be berries, apples, pears, kiwi, eat that skin. I get grief all the time for eating kiwi skin, but it is delicious. It does not taste like hair. I promise you can do it. And that's where a lot of the fiber is. So if you want more fiber, eat that kiwi skin. Um, oranges are also great. Pineapples, prunes, berries from a fruit perspective. I mentioned those first because really they're the best bang for your buck, raspberries and blackberries in particular. But all fruits going to have fiber. These are just some of the choices that have a little bit higher fiber than most. Veggies, things like potatoes, squash, artichokes, leafy greens like spinach and kale, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, those last three are what we call cruciferous vegetables. And so those are, those are very high 
in fiber, but those are the types of veggies that are going to be higher in fiber. Again, all veggies are going to have some fiber, so we don't need to be too particular here. We just need, we need to get that fiber in. So fruit and veggies as a whole, great fiber sources. These are just some options of the higher end of that spectrum. Then we have seeds. Seeds are a phenomenal source of fiber. Chia seeds are by weight some of the most fibrous foods out there or the most fibrous food out there. So get your chia seeds, flax seeds, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, all great options as well. I tend to lean towards that chia just because great bang for your buck. Oats, really any kind of oats, rolled oats, steel cut, doesn't matter. Oats are a phenomenal source of fiber. Um, so make sure that you're getting oats into your day some way, somehow. Beans are another great option, whether they're black, pinto, lentil, chick chickpea, doesn't matter. Get your beans, phenomenal source of fiber, healthy source of carbs. Beans are a great option for increasing your fiber intake. And now we've got two more fun ones with dark chocolate. Yes, dark chocolate does have fiber. And we're talking about le legit dark chocolate here. So like 70% cacao and up is what you want to look for for some legit dark chocolate. But it does have fiber in it. So if you want a little bit more enjoyable way to get your fiber, that's a great way. What you can do is take your fermented food like yogurt, crush up some dark chocolate, toss that in there. You get your fermented foods, you get your fiber, tastes delicious. I mean, it's not quite a dessert. Like, let's be honest. Like, I'm not going to tout that as like, this can replace your dessert because cookies are, <laughs> cookies are desserts. Like, come on, don't be stupid. But a little bit of fruity style yogurt, a little bit of dark chocolate crushed up in there is a little sweet treat. You know, may keep those cookies at bay for a little while. But dark chocolate's going to have fiber. And then nuts can have fiber as well. So pistachios and walnuts are typically your more fibrous sources of nuts. So, so indulge in those. I think pistachio is a little bit more fun. I always love those shelled ones that are like uh, chili sprinkled, or I think they have some honey roasted ones as well. Whew, those are good. But those are going to be your, your better sources of fiber. So again, we've got fruit, veggies, seeds, oats, beans, nuts, and dark chocolate. So find a way to get multiple servings of those in each and every day. And so that brings us to specifically how much fiber do you need each day? And so a great recommendation is about 14 grams of fiber for every thousand calories that you eat. So if you know how much you're eating, this can be a great guideline. If you're eating 2000 calories, it's going to be 28 grams. If you're eating 3000 calories, it's going to be 42 grams, so on, so forth. So about 14 grams for every thousand calories, but a good general recommendation, if you're not sure exactly how many calories you eat, but you'd like to figure out how much fiber to eat, it's about 25 grams for women, about 35 grams for men. If you're falling close to that, then you're doing a really, really good job. And so one of the best ways that I get fiber in throughout the day is through my daily smoothie. If you follow me on the socials, then you probably already know this because I post it very, very frequently. But this smoothie I concocted for gut health purposes. I want it to be full of fermented foods. I wanted it to be full of fiber. And so I actually did that. I made the smoothie with that in mind. It was all about gut health when I first made it. And then I fell in love with the taste and I fell in love with the gut health and the great poops that I was having. And so I just kept on doing it. 
It went from like, I'm going to do this for breakfast because my stomach is messed up from a traveling trip that I had to this is amazing. I am never going to leave this out of my routine. And I've been honing this recipe ever since. Clients love it, speak so highly of it for their gut health. So I'm going to bring it to you right now because what happens for me is I do this smoothie and that gets me like 70 to 75% of my fiber for the day. So in breakfast, I have about three quarters of my fiber for the whole day. I pretty much just eat what I want after that, which is, you know, obviously still healthy overall, but not so fiber forward. And I always crush my fiber goal. So it's not like I'm trying to like get away with not eating fiber for the rest of the day. I certainly get potatoes in there and veggies and all that and more fruit, all that good stuff. But if I do this smoothie, I have no problems hitting my fiber goal. And I struggled before I found the smoothie. I was doing overnight oats. I was doing crazy amounts of veggies. I was snacking on all kinds of fruit. I was still falling way short. Then I put this smoothie recipe together and bam, it's easy. All I got to do is do the smoothie and then just eat normally the rest of the day and I'm good. So what is the smoothie recipe? We got spinach, kefir. So we've got leafy greens, fermented foods, yogurt, another fermented foods, banana, one or two dates. Dates are also very, very fibrous. We got those chia seeds. We've got oats. We've talked about those. We've got Brazil nuts. Talked about those from a nut perspective, but also selenium, which is why I put them in there. And then I do some frozen fruit on top of that, usually cherries and mixed berries. So I get those raspberries and blackberries like we talked about before. So those are the individual ingredients. As far as like how much, I'll give you a good idea for like a medium sized smoothie. I do enormous ones that are like 900 calories, probably not something that everybody needs. So this is a toned down version of that. But I'll usually do about one or two handfuls of spinach, about 20 to 30 grams, four to eight ounces of kefir, depending on how aggressive you're going to be with these other ingredients. It's going to determine how much volume of the, the liquid substance that we want in there. So four to eight ounces of kefir, half to a whole banana. If you do a half one, freeze the other half or put it in the fridge for the next day. Usually about two to three dates ends up being about 20 to 30 grams. Small container of yogurt, I use the Siggy's Skier, I think that's how you say it, brand, because I know it's high quality and so I know it's good fermentation. If you get a lesser brand, chances are it's not really going to be a fermented food. So buy some high quality yogurt. Then I do one tablespoon of chia seeds, which is about 12 grams. I do about a quarter cup of oats, about 15 to 20 grams of oats. I do one to two Brazil nuts for that selenium. And then a combination up to about 100 and 50 grams of the cherries and berries. So that'll be that'll be combined for both of them. Um, and you can do other frozen fruit too, mangoes, pineapple, whatever you want. Um, but I like the berries because number one, I like berries. And number two, as we discussed, they're high fiber. And I like the cherries because they're super sweet. Just a really good uh, taste mix with the berries and cherries. So that's my smoothie recipe, <clears throat> which again, excuse me, I formulated ex pretty much exclusively for gut health. Verified it with myself, verified it with clients. It's delicious. It gives you great gut health. What's not to love? So try that smoothie recipe out. Let me know what you think. But again, when it comes to great gut health, we're looking at two very simple things. And this is, again, this is not to say this is the only thing that's going to lend itself to great gut health. 
course, somebody out there is going to say that. But these are the big, big rocks. And fiber is by far the biggest of all the big rocks. It dwarfs the other ones. So focus in on your fiber. How can you hit that fiber goal of either 14 grams per thousand calories or 25 grams for women, 35 for men? If you hit that, you're going to have much improved gut health. I can guarantee you that. So focus on that fiber intake. Try and work some fermented foods in there as well. If you do the smoothie, you're going to be set. You got the recipe now. So execute on the smoothie. Let me know how much you love it because I know that you will. And then we can talk later about how much better your gut health is. So I hope that this has been super helpful for all of you who are just who struggle with gut health or just want to, you know, reduce bloating, increase energy, not always feel so heavy, have great poops, all the good stuff. So again, I hope this is helpful. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if it was, please rate the show or whatever platform you're on, share the show. I'd greatly appreciate it, but mostly I appreciate your time and attention. Thank you guys for tuning in.